and I'll take it. Now we roll. Pencil Talk episode number five, Origins from the Squad Room in Russell West at Charleston Southern when the three of us all live together. A much simpler time. Hmm. We'd like to introduce Josh Hall, a rarity. And when this thing goes to the moon, it's most likely going to be this guy because whether you guys know it or not, you'll find out in about an hour. Josh Hall is actually really funny. And he'll be the first one to tell you he's a really funny guy. But with that being said, the three of us together, probably my best friends in the world. Uh, I'm excited to introduce Josh to the people that are listening. He's a rarity out of the bunch because at the end of the day, he's really one of the few that we know that is actually very passionate and loves his job. And we'll let him explain to you what that is. So really what he brings to the table for us is bringing a level of humor that we just don't have. Josh, thanks for joining us, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me guys. Really excited to be here. What do you want me to say? Josh, man, why don't you tell the people first and foremost, um, can you explain maybe what you do for work or you're kind of how you, not lucked into it, but how you kind of found your calling and why you're so passionate about what you do on a day-to-day, uh, you know, post-college baseball? Yeah, post-college baseball, man. I was just riding high after that just showdown of a, of a career I had. Um, but <laughs> I don't know, like right after, right after college, I, uh, I, I went and worked for, for Joey Hall and his uh his insurance business that he was building and uh insurance is the worst thing on the planet and it is the most boring thing ever and if you're the best insurance person in the world nobody cares it, that that doesn't matter to anybody and it doesn't it barely helps you so that was my big thing i was like dude if i i want to have a career where i put my 100 percent into it whatever it is and i want that 100 percent that i put into it to not only like propel me in my career, but also benefit me and potentially, you know, allow me to benefit other people. So that's when I found, uh, you know, investment management and financial planning. And I went to work for Vanguard and got a, got a good little career, but that was a miserable job. That was awful. That was 60 calls a day, 50 to 60 calls a day, talking to God knows who's going to, who's going to call you up and ask you to reset their password or, or do, whatever whatever it is that that was just absolutely miserable and then from there after I was a little bit miserable but then I realized I wanted to uh continue on I found another job in financial planning which is a little bit different than investment management and I just I don't know I really like it because it allows me to help people who might not be in the best situation realize that they can you know, do the things that they want to do if they just figure their, their shit out financially. So I, I, I just, I really enjoy helping people. And so that's, that's sort of what, what led me into it. And the the goal for me is to do this until I don't really need to worry about a job and then to do it for free because the shit that I know is not that complicated and it doesn't cost that much money to be able to like share that. So that's why that's, you know, that's where I'm at. If we're if we're talking adjectives of Josh Hall, we're talking humorous. We're talking caring. Right. We're talking thoughtful. But most importantly, we're talking ballsy. Yeah, and wealthy. <laughs> and wealthy. Yeah. Josh, between between the wealth and the ballsiness, what is it about finances and money that really gets you stiff in the pants? <laughs> there's there's nothing that gets that tingly feeling more than just see, <laughs> seeing that stock just go up, 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 and up. No, not 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 really. No, no, no. I like uh, you know, I, I like that. You know, you really you really helped me, kind of kind of feeling. I, I I like that. I, I appreciate that. So that's that's what that's what that's what gets me up in the morning. You know, so treat your job now 
similar to like how we used to watch you like work in the cages, like not to get all sentimental, but like you, there was no one that outworked you like at all. So you do it the same thing with your work, but like you talked about benefiting others, but like that impact piece that you found in this position is like, it's everything. It's like what we're all kind of chasing. And if you would do it for free, um, you do have two really stupid friends. So like we've, we've talked to Aaron Miller about doing some gambling picks. I think we need to set a segment up of like, you know, Josh's like, financial investment of the week and then we'll just follow it obviously completely blindly i could do that and then we'll just probably be like super i'm sure that's not crossing any sort of federal regulation or anything like that but as long as as you're making the people money josh's insider trading picks of the week i think will be fine i think (laughs) that's a great name for it i think that should be a that should be a video bill mickelson did it and he's fine josh's two ballsy insider trading pick of the week yeah no that that's a good idea um shit well oh yeah yeah no i was just gonna say i i like i like finance because it's the only it's like the only thing that the more effort you put into it to be better at your job you're just benefiting yourself and like your family and your friends because i would obviously do all your shit for free and like all this stuff I don't know. It's just like, it's the only thing that like, if you, if you put more effort into it, you're just helping yourself. So like, you know, not like insurance, you put, you put your effort into insurance and there's not shit you can do with it except buy more insurance and you can only, you only need so much. So it just, it baffles me that, that people like that. What if you're like very accident prone? That's it. No, that's a great, that is a great point counterpoint. Um, I still don't think it matters. Uh, not even in the slightest. <laughs> what, if you were, what if you were, what would your advice be to like, hypothetically speaking, like obviously hypothetically, that you were talking to a 25 year old that was still living at home that was about to turn 26. Would you suggest Obamacare? I, <laughs> That's insurance, right? <laughs> I mean, if you, if you don't have insurance elsewhere, I do think, oh, I'll, although somebody like you, you look, you look, you know, nice, no. young fit. I, I, I don't think you'll get sick ever. So I think you could go the insurance-less and just ride that wave. That's what I would do. Save I'll, that I'll, extra $60 a month. Yeah, I'll make sure to tell my friend. That'll do good. I'll tell him that. Yeah. I thought health insurance was like car insurance. I thought it was illegal. I thought if you didn't have it, they like put you in a camp. That was, that was like a thing with Obamacare. They were supposed to like penalize you if you never signed up. But I know that me and Joey did not have health insurance for a while there. And I'm sure that was illegal, but you know. Were you just like (laughs) eating your greens? That was your insurance? Here we are. Yeah, I just stayed healthy, you know? That's how I got so, so fit. God. I got triple vaccinated because I wanted to see if I'd turn into Spider-Man. I thought it'd be kind of cool. Did it work? Did it work? I don't know, not yet. Are you still waiting? <laughs> I've been pressing right here every day since Melvin's come out yet. Have no, this is a serious question though. <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing. How do you know that you don't have superpowers unless you've tried? Well, what, what's the, what's the trigger to try? <laughs> Any, like, just, you have, you have no idea. It's the same concept of like, you, you have no idea if you're a good singer, unless you've like actually gotten out there with a good tune out and, and, and feeling your vibe and you let it rip one time. You have no idea. You could be the next Michael Jackson. You have no idea, but it's the same thing. What oh, if like- you have the ability to change the channel with your thoughts and you've just never tried? <laughs> You don't understand? I know you might be going off on a tangent, but I'm a big visualization guy, so I see what you're saying. Right. I Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like... The only C word is can't. You guys all want to take a second and do whatever feels the most natural to us right now and try? <laughs> I cannot... I, I know for a fact I cannot transport this poop into the toilet that I have inside me. <laughs> it's, it will not go anywhere. I have tried that one. <laughs> it does not work. Where did you try it? I, like right now, Lauren's drying her hair. She does not want me to go in there and take a crap right next to her. So I would love to just, and just hear a swoosh in the toilet in there. And be like, yo, flush that for me. You have the 
most fucking incredible brain of all time. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like things like that. You need to. I would not. I would. The only reason I know I can't do it is because I have tried to do it. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be a long episode, guys. <laughs> I'm just, dude. Oh fuck! You got me, man. You got me if, with that one. If Taco great. Bell taught me one thing, it's to think outside the box. <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> I mean. So, all right, <laughs> dude. I wish, you guys, I wish you guys would come in town for this uh, President's Cup thing that's going on. Oh, dude, it's at Quail Hollow, right? Yeah, yeah. Lauren went today to the practice round, and then I'm going on. Uh, I'm going on Saturday. Well, maybe Saturday I'll try to teleport there. Try it out. I don't know. That'd be pretty sweet. I gotta- that would be crazy if it worked. I know the President Cup is super cool, but I'm broadcasting the Charleston Southern football game. So, are you again? Tune in, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, but the President's Cup. So, who? um, Lauren said there's eight presidents that are going to be there, and she could name eight of them. I probably couldn't name eight presidents. I don't even think there's eight, there's even close to eight living presidents. No, there's like there. I mean, there for sure is. No, no. We're talking four to eight years of peace, max. All right, you want to go through? We got we got uh, Joey B, barely. Uh, we got, we got big nuts. DJT. We got Brock. Did you just call him DJT like you're on a first name basis with him. DJT. Yeah. We got George Duggan. We got uh, Will, Willie C. Willie Clinton. George W W. George W W. No, I think. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy Carter. He's still alive, but George Sr. is still dead, I think. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, eight eight was way, way shooting it big. Good job, Jerm. So if Lauren could let me know who the other two that she saw is, we could probably have a big news story on our hands. I I'm yeah, that's (laughs) what (laughs) Jimmy's Jimmy Carter at the event. I love that. I walked to hole 18 and I saw William Howard Taft standing right there. (laughs) That's like the uh, the head in the. Did you guys ever watch Futurama? No. No. Oh, they had like a president in the fucking head yard. Head. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't watching your cartoons. <laughs> there was no TV in the cages, so I didn't watch. I didn't watch much at all. <laughs> Dude, I was just. I was. I. I was handling AA for that. That addiction to barrels. <laughs> <laughs> you know just i was you know i was dealing with it i was going through it the addiction to barrels is a real problem never found kinda that like, cure kind of like crohn's crohn's lives man crohn's lives, let's take a moment a silent killer just like yeah dude you talked about wanting to teleport shit if you didn't have crohn's you would have to do it Maybe yeah we'll start that off with max german if max german could teleport shit that would change his life okay yeah <laughs> Mm. you should give it a little effort we were actually talking about this the other day i don't know what how it came up like i probably was insensitive on my end someone brought up like colostomy bags and i think i went through 25 years of life without really understanding what a colostomy bag was it's like a legitimate it's like oh no no it's because um i went to back yeah yeah i gotta give the backstory though i went to las vegas with a I lost my wallet. I had no cards and no driver's license. So I took my passport in a fanny pack with like Apple Pay on my phone. And if I lost it, I was just going to be stuck in that godforsaken fucking desert. This Jack story is off to a hot start. The most ideal Jack story. I'm about to land the plane. But it is, it was pretty bad. I made it through the days. And when I came back, I was like, man, I really love fanny packs. Like, I think that like a fanny pack for me being is like, not the best with those kind of thing. It's perfect. Then someone brought up like, yeah, it's basically like a colostomy bag, and everyone started laughing. I was like, I don't really know what that means. <laughs> right, quite honestly, which is probably all my education, but it's okay. It's like I mean, it's like a fucking Ziploc bag of shit, and they just shit right into it. Dude, something happens where they have to like sew your butthole up. So your butt, you're a Ken doll underneath, no butthole. 
and the poop goes straight in the closet bag. And I'm not trying to be insensitive because I'm sure there are people out there with closet bags. No, they, uh, there's a lot of people. I think, lots, I think, yeah, lots. So here's the insensitive part. I just think I'd rather lose both legs than have to carry around a, like a Louis Vuitton colostomy bag of shit all day long. There's just no way. Here's the thing, though. I feel like they don't have the option for that. I don't think it's like cut off your legs or poop in a bag. Well, it's I know. Playing the fun, the fun would you rather game. Like, would you rather carry around a colostomy bag or lose a leg? I mean, Lieutenant Dan was fine in, you know. Lieutenant in that, Dan was a that situation, if I were to be presented with that, I would, I would, I would cut the leg. I would cut the leg. Would you? I would cut the leg. Prosthetics are getting good nowadays. Oscar Pistorius was an Olympian. Was yeah. Killer, yeah. Olympian. It, don't forget about poor little Tink Tink. Tink <laughs> Tink. Poor little Tink Tink, man. Ain't that a bit? Little bent back paper clips. <laughs> you got little baby boomerangs. How are you guys? Oh, my God. Shout out to Cat Williams. He needs to come back. He needs to do a Netflix. Do you think he'd want to come on the Pencil Talk pod? That kid like <laughs> Man, if only somebody had like a, a famous cousin or something. Dude, the list to come on is pretty high, but I think we could maybe expedite it until top five. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I know. I could. I can get in touch with this agent. Most of these people are cat.williams at hotmail.com. So we should just try it. <laughs> that was a, that was that was a office reference, but I think I messed it up. Sorry. Sure. You know the Al- when the prince of Algeria emails you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! All right, dude. Jeremy, oh. oh no, you're good, man. I, I was gonna say, remember that pack of matches that you always used to carry in your truck, and I would light one every single time I was in there. <laughs> yeah, and I thought, yeah, I thought one day my car was gonna explode. I love matches, dude. I don't know what it is. There's like some restaurants that give it away, and I tell, I tell Lauren to snag one every single time. Are you a pyro? I yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't really ever with matches. I don't really like. I don't ever light anything on fire. I just light it and then let it go out. Wasn't that you? Didn't you light Jerem's leg hair on fire one time? I don't think so. That doesn't sound like me. I don't remember that specifically, but I I don't I don't not believe it. Yeah, it does. It does sound like me. I remember the time <laughs> that Jerem voluntarily burned a cigar out on his hand. That was pretty funny. Do you remember freshman year when they burned cigars out on all of us? Yeah. That was- <laughs> Yo, yeah. do you think we're about to go viral because we actually got hazed into doing that? Yeah, that is a good I, Yeah. I'd like to file an official complaint. Yeah, I think that's why my baseball career didn't turn out. I think that we, uh, a lot of the times we'll do rapid fire questions with like whoever comes on, but since you're clearly going to be on this a lot, why don't, little stepbrothers actually, why don't you interview us with that beautiful brain of yours and just allow whatever crazy questions to come out and i think we just go at it okay i like this game i did i i did i did mention this before but no answers were shared so i'm just going to go ahead and share that same question oh yeah yeah like and that, that question is I, this is what i'm saying when i like when this when it, the wheels start turning up here i literally ask lauren all these questions and sometimes she looks at me like i'm an absolute maniac and sometimes it's a healthy debate and it's just it's great so this this one I did ask. When you play golf and you're and bowling, same same thing. I mean, you're typically having bowling, having a pitcher of beers, golf, having a few beers with your with your buddies. Maybe you make some bets and you shotgun a few. Whatever the case is, by hole fourteen, you are not as stable as hole one. That's just a fact. That's just how that that's that's how typically. We all play golf when we all meet up. Maybe not when you're competitive about it, but whatever. So the question is, when you're in that state, can you commit time and effort to go into the range, pounding six to eight beers and practicing inebriated? In that state. Or do you just have to be really good at golf all the time and that translates over to hey i can still be good when i'm six to eight beers in i feel like john daly would have a great answer to this and tag him. he'll he'll respond this podcast is a big deal he'll respond we'll tag him in this yeah 
no so that that's that's the question that's the question what do you let's let's debate i think that i think i remember a school teacher telling me in like the fifth or sixth grade that if you chew gum while studying for a test that you should chew gum while taking the test i heard that same thing yeah you know what i mean yeah absolutely fuzzy or not but I think that you play your best golf at that like state of I, whatever. I don't really care because like your brain just doesn't care. The swing allows what it to do. So I think same thing. You practice how you play. I don't. I don't think you can hurt. Right. You, you right. Just allow your body to just go. And we're and we're not talking about like going out there and changing your swing and working on mechanics. We're just talking about going out there and feel and getting used to like hitting and then falling a little bit and like you know what I mean like. Yeah, free thinking. Just to play the devil's advocate, though, don't you think that you could, and this is the ex-athlete in me, the ex-215 hitter. Right. But do you think you could maybe develop some bad habits from doing that? Without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. No, you definitely definitely could. But, well, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I would like to note before we continue that I love that you found that the bad habits would be created in the swing and not the lifestyle. I think that's important to note there. Yeah, we're not worried about the lifestyle. Lifestyle's yeah, fine. Six to eight beers just to go play golf. That's not a bad habit. Go to but practice. Like, go practice golf. Yeah. <laughs> like on a Wednesday. Like a, an alone guy chugs fucking two pitchers of beer. But then you're, then you're out there. You're trying to get better. You have a mission. And so, like, it doesn't matter what people think. Like, you're out there grinding. So, like – Joey, Joey, Joey Chestnut or Joey Hot Dogs sits there at the bar and shoves dogs down his throat, and he's practicing. But people probably look at him funny, but he's just eight, nine, glizzy, 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 glizzy. And you know, if you want to do different things in life, you got to be able to like act different. You know? That's what I'm saying. You got to be different. You got to do different. What are you gonna say, Cole? Yeah, I was waiting to call on. Um, logistically speaking, how are we getting to the range? We're getting to the range sober, and we're we're sitting down, drinking, and we're getting a ride home. We're not we're not being irresponsible. We're like literally trying to get better. So there's no operating a vehicle intoxicated. No, 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 no. Not even a golf cart. Nothing like that. You're not worried about that. You're just worried about your swing and your ability to do it drunk. I think I'd suck either way, to be honest. Yeah, but that's not answering the question. Do you think it's possible to practice while drunk and that translate to you being drunk right. and performing? This is my final answer. This is my final answer. So I think, yeah, I think sober, I'm too much of a mental midget to where I wouldn't create bad habits. I think I'd create more bad habits sober because I'd ever think than I would drinking. So I think drinking would clear my mind to allow me to get the muscle memory I need in order to perform from hole 14 to 18. So I'd have to agree. Yeah. Yeah. I guess in the, in this scenario, you have the perfect swing already. And so you're just going out there drinking and muscle memory. Like you're not like, it's not like, uh, it's not like us where we actually have to go out there and like, think about what we're doing and like actually trying it better. Like you're beyond that point. Right. Okay. Josh, that's a great question, man. That's a, yeah. that's a really. I've, good I've really, I've really gone back and forth. I've, re- I've honestly come to the conclusion that I'm split down the middle. <laughs> I think I figured out the conclusion that I still don't know. Dude, no, seriously think- though, because you, you can't I, like a good player is going to play well drunk, but I think the so. Class, I don't know. I think if you. If you practice sober and play drunk, you probably get a little bit better. Yeah. If you practiced drunk and played sober, you'd be a lot worse. Yeah, horrible. Because you would have no idea what you what you did. did right. That would be the worst. But I think if you drank a little bit while you practiced and you drank a little bit while you played, I think that's probably your best bet. And, you know, honestly, a, a better tool would be just to be at the range and drink like you were playing golf. So every – you know, half hour, there's a beer. So that way you are practicing and then you're practicing like all the way through your, you so know, practice how you play. That, then you're just practicing how you play. 
Well, yeah, because you're playing different after two beers, after four beers, right. after six beers. That's all exactly. different levels of play. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's a sweet so, spot. That's the sweet spot. That's when you, that's when you really get out there and get better. Get that shallow swing. Get that Luke Kwan action. You guys don't even know who Luke Kwan is. Fuck is Luke Kwan? <laughs> dude. Well, Luke that's, Kwan. Oh, here's something. Here's something else. This is just a this is just a random random side fact. Um, you can did you know you can invest in these like corn fairy tour golfers like golfers that are on a tour lower than the PGA tour. They obviously like have to spend a lot of money to go to all these places and play, and then hopefully they win. So you can actually invest in them and like buy a share of them personally. So I saw this guy, this guy, Luke Kwan, and this, this is dead serious. I saw him because he made, he does like YouTube videos and then I clicked on his website and he has a investment options and you can buy a share of him. And if he wins his tournament, he pays you back your money automatically plus like X percentage divided up against uh, amongst all the shareholders. And the thing, the theory is like, he already got his prize purse ahead of time with all the investments. So that way when he wins, he just pays people back, but he already has his money like coming in. And I was like, dude, that's the most incredible. Wait, so is that just like per tournament or is that, are you investing in his whole career? You invest in him, but like when you get your money back, you're, you're getting your share. Like you're, if if, if you were to invest $5,000 to him and he won $30,000 in a tournament, you would get 5,000 plus like $200, $250. But then you would trade that back for your share of him. So then you would have to buy another one to. What if he loses? I don't know. They he did not have that on his website, so I don't think he does lose. I think that's the. I think I'm pretty sure it's risk free. So so I'm I'm not a good I'm not a very good gambler, but I'm hearing a lot of like financial analysis like terms. As a financial planner, this seems like a for sure guarantee. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like, you know, obviously nothing's guaranteed, but this is a for sure one hundred percent thing. I'm gonna recommend it to everybody. No, uh, you, I mean, you really have to have like confidence that the person's gonna win because the Corn Fairy Tour is like, I mean, it's hundreds of like all around the same level players. So like, yeah, it's just, it's like a horse race. Can we sponsor him like a NASCAR driver? Like, can we? Yes, like, that's what I'm saying. How yeah, much you can money, How much money do I have to invest? Which I have like seven dollars, so that might be tough. But if I said, "Hey, Luke, I'm gonna give you a hundred dollars. Would you please put a pencil logo on your shirt?" Yeah, hundred dollars probably not gonna cut it. I did see this. Probably go for more money than hundred dollars. Yeah, I did see that. He was selling himself for five thousand dollars per one share. And you, it was a max of 16 shares, which is $80,000. So I don't know. I mean, I'm sure somebody has done that. Yeah, I've, been selling, I've been selling myself for a lot less than 5000 <laughs> So, but yeah, man, who knew you could do that? How much That's a cool fact, Josh. I appreciate you bringing that to the table, man. I think we Good. should look into this. <laughs> are there any corn for are there any corn fairy tour members that will take like a hundred dollars that that'll buy them a pencil talk shirt and then they wear it and then they come on the pod i'm sure they'll pay i'm sure they'll like take the hundred dollars then no i've been mojo ten i've been mojo your buddy ten dollars for you in vegas did you bet that did you get that or did he he pocket that jerv did you venmo my guy anything when he posted that snapchat yeah that was a low would you post he said Venmo, Venmo is one dollar, and I looked in my, and then he posted his buddy's Snapchat account. He said we just like lost it all. Venmo is one dollar. Get back on our feet. And I looked at my Snapchat, and I had like six or my Venmo, and I had like sixteen dollars. So I just Venmoed him ten, and then he was. <laughs> but the, <laughs> the guy messaged me back. I have no clue who this guy is, so I'm just curious. Like, did the ten dollars? He's get, an officer of law. Yeah, definitely will. So you should you invested in him. He should invest it back to you. I'll hit him up. After. No, he's li- he's a listener of the show. He'll invest back after. Well, yeah, I need my uh, I need my rate of return. No, that was a that was a that was a freebie. Do you guys want to hear the statistical anomaly? This is why, like, I'm not a gambler. I can't do it. I walked into the casino. Obviously, put a hundred dollars on black. That missed. That was a 50-50 shot. Flip a coin. Whatever. I sat down at the blackjack table with $200, $25 minimum hand. 
And I lost eight straight hands in a row. Not a push, not one win, nothing. I lost eight in a row, and I was down 300 in the first two hours. And I was like, get me the fuck out of this desert. Yeah. That's a tough spot. If I know anything about gambling in the casino, you're supposed to just, like, keep going back to the ATM until you win. (laughs) If I know anything, you're not supposed to leave that place until you're up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take a break at the food court. Oh, dude! Remember the Atlantic City food court? (laughs) That was the best. That was the best trip. That was the best. I think the best Chinese food I ever. That Chinese food is better there in the Atlantic City food court with the two of you than it is in China. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I don't know about that, but that was that was really good. Like styrofoam plate orange chicken for sure. That was that, yeah. That was a fun trip. I and and apparently there are places like that in Tampa that we're gonna that we're gonna go visit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, should we shout out? Yeah, shout out Lofa to go. Uh, Josh is getting married. What are you most excited for about getting married? Um, the dude, I got put in charge of the honeymoon, which is stressful, but oh, I'm really goodness. excited about that. I think that's gonna that's gonna turn out well. Where are you guys? Going? Are you going to Disney World? Huh? You go to Disney World? <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna surprise. I'm gonna. I'm gonna surprise Lauren. So we'll, we'll probably end up in like Rhode Island. Will you tell me off camera? Will you tell us off camera? Yeah, yeah. Where? Well, yeah. Obviously, I haven't made that decision. But yeah, yeah. yeah it's not like nice, like Fort huh? Lauderdale. <laughs> so we're gonna come and take you somewhere real nice, Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. A friend, a friend of ours, Aaron Miller, is opening up a sports book on the Aruba coast of Palm Beach. You should look into that. Wait, did you did the did the Aaron Miller interview uh, go live? This guy doesn't even follow the, this doesn't even follow the brand. <laughs> Dude, I haven't, I haven't. Yeah, let's cut that. Let's cut that. Let's cut that question. <laughs> it was a mental toughness pod. It was a little bit of a variation of our normal podcast because we were all together, um, but they were pretty electric. Like it was the whole idea of the mental toughness piece is that next morning everyone's hurting recapping the night and just trying to put it through and we're going to do the mental toughness pods every time like all of us are banged up together or like let's say we all go out saturday night i'm in charleston you're in charlie and germs in philly and then sunday morning we'll just hop on and spew bullshit kind of like now so that was great yeah the, the first mental toughness didn't do as well as we thought it only got about like 15 to 20k listeners so it didn't do as well as we thought it would, it would do, but I mean, decent. Yeah, decent word. I love that. Like our sponsors are like really having a hard time grasping as we're really trying to really get the ball rolling here. It's like we're kind of a fucking big deal. So like you and that's what I'm hearing. People are talking. All right, we we do have a couple dream uh, sponsors, dude. Like if if I said Josh Hall, you get three sponsors to really like. Kind of put on for you in your life. They take care of you. Who are you going with? Who are you rocking with? Is this like lifestyle or are we talking uh, pencil pod? Like who would be the best for the brand or who would be the best for like me personally? The best for your lifestyle is the brand because we're organic. That's fair. But like, obviously, if we were to take, if we were to take the brand into consideration, there's no better company than Dixon Ticonderoga. I mean, they're just like, I would get the number two tatted on my face if they sponsored. Like I first time that we get, I think a thousand followers or something, we're gonna just go ahead and get it tatted. Yeah. So that like that aside, Dixon Ticonderoga would be the would be the best. I could just I would I would dream of like my first home having a chair made out of pencils. Well, until they answer us, I got about five hundred Medici pencils. I know they're a competitor of you, Ticonderoga. Medici. Medici, yeah, I know you're listening. If you're listening, let's swap out these Medici's for some number twos, okay? Yeah, dude, those Medici's make me sick. They don't even feel good in your hand. The eraser quality is my gripper doesn't even fit. <laughs> so yeah, so Dixon Dixon Ticonderoga would be a big one. Um, oh, 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 without a doubt, Topo Chico. Topo, if Topo Chico sponsored my life, I drink like at least five a day like i'm not i'm not even kidding like shout out to topo chico they're the they're the top of the line 
Yep. Oh. Shout out to West Texas. Shout out to West Texas. Shout out to Ranch Waters. Um, it's all good. It's all good. Your third one. Go um, man. God, I'm trying to think. I feel like I feel like it's an easy one. If I had Plastic books. Oh, yeah. Um, if I could get like a Chegg sponsorship, that would be pretty sick. Then I could get all the answers to all my um, all my online classes. Do they have Chegg for investments? So like, they have, I, do they have I, Chegg for everything. They have Chegg for literally everything. Like buy insider trading through Chegg. They should look into that. It would be a pretty good business model, I feel like. Yeah, that'll be good. That'll be a good one. Man, dude. There's a lot of good well, brands out there. Since we're all three in different areas, we talked about it at the beginning of the year how important it is that Dixon Ticonderoga is number one. I think number two, in order to be able to do a lot of these interviews in person and be able to like support people's brand and like you know vision in life and their dreams and shit, we're calling upon Spirit Airlines to really take an invested interest all now. But at the end of the day, this is gonna be a fucking wagon, and you're gonna want to hit your trailer this wagon. All we're asking for is free flights. I really don't understand why that's so difficult. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And Spirit Airlines is honestly is honestly fantastic. I mean, bring I think it's free bag. Dude, free bag dude. these days. You know how much an extra bag costs on these on these overpriced BS airlines like American? Like up there and it lands. That's all you needed to do. What else do you need? You're going from A to B. What what do you want? What do you want? You want to get there a lot. And that's what we're doing with Spirit. So. I want it. Jerm had an idea. He wants to make an airplane without wings and then color it like a pencil. You think that's a good idea? <laughs> we, we don't, you don't have to comment on the aerodynamics yet because we're working on that. Yeah. Okay. We're not going to, we're not going to put a plane in the air that can't fly. Like, <laughs> Obviously. It's like Obviously. a jet ski. It's jet propulsion. Don't worry about it. It'll be good. Oh, Just like the Titanic, it'll be an uncrashable plane. Uncrashable plane. Right. Just, just like the Titanic. Do you think we just should go to start with a submarine? Because yeah. that would be pretty fucking cool. Oh, oh, a pencil submarine is very doable. Very yeah. doable. It'd be so sick. Dude, going in a, would you go in a submarine if you had the chance, in all honesty? Because that makes me nervous. I, I pro I'd rather do that than go into space. Really? Would you if I if you really I, had me there? I don't know. If I gave you the opportunity to go to space, would you go? Probably not. That's scary. I mean, I guess I guess I probably would, to be honest with you. Just because like if you're giving me the opportunity, like as of right now, your name's in the record books for like I, I mean, maybe like that's that's obviously gonna be a thing later on. We're obviously gonna you know, people like uh, SpaceX and uh, and all those companies. I'm like, we're gonna get people flying around the planet eventually on little trips. Like that's just that's going to happen. Before, Do you need a passport for that? I don't think so, man. I mean, it depends on where you land. If you don't want to lose your passport, you should take a fanny pack to space. Then you definitely won't lose it. I just got my passport, man. I look official. I've never had a passport before. Pretty excited about it. I got it for the honeymoon, so you're leaving the country. I think so. I think you don't need a passport for Disney World, bro. Dude, That's a good point, yeah, yeah. but it helps you get the fast pass. Uh, <laughs> Somewhere real classy and go to Myrtle Beach. That would be nice. Myrtle Beach, dude. Uh, Cherry Grove. Cherry Grove is lit. Oh, there's nothing a fiance wants to do more than go see Coastal Carolina play a little football. We got yeah. <laughs> Cadwell's the best fucking quarterback, you know. Conway yeah, South Carolina out. is one of the hidden gems. Shout out, Chad. Yo, Ooh. shout. Wait, yeah, you, we will get Chad Scott on this podcast. Yeah, shout out, dude. That guy went through the one of the craziest transformations that I've ever seen, and it seemed like it happened overnight. And the guy's just an absolute freak. He's a beast. Like he was, he was like a three hundred, uh, two eighty, two seventy five pound bodybuilder. And then he was literally like, yeah, I was having a conversation with my wife. And she said, you know, why are you still getting so big? Because you're not competing in anything. And he was like, oh, that's a good point. And then he lost 75 pounds, like, right away. <laughs> I was like, dude, 
for perspective, the people listening at home, when we do get him on, it'll be big. Yeah. Chad Scott was the strength and conditioning coach at Charleston Southern for the football team and for the baseball team because he kind of had to. Now he's doing much bigger and better things with the. It's basically Charleston Southern and Conway South Carolina when it comes to football up there. We claimed him first, but Chad Scott is the strength coach at Coastal Carolina, where Jamie Chadwell has built a fucking power. They're a walking ATM. They're a powerhouse. Um, I've, I've heard they're a walking ATM. That's uh, that's that's interesting. ATM. They're about as for sure as betting on a corn fairy uh, golf. I mean, lock. <laughs> um, but Chad Scott's the guy that puts on all the crazy costumes after games and like Bill's Mafia body slam through a table, and he's the guy. That guy was awesome, dude. He's by far like, um, Big G was Big G was all right, but no, no, nobody can top Chad Scott. You think he remembers your name, Jerry? I, Chad, Coach Scott, if you're listening, we'll have you on the pod. But my junior year, I, you you pointed me out as a new. So he, I'm standing next to me, <laughs> He goes, "Some of you upperclassmen, you take these freshmen under your wing," and he grabs me on my shoulder. Like coach, this is this is my third year, brother. <laughs> I don't remember that. That's funny. <laughs> I'm not the biggest guy in the weight room, but God, I've been around, man. Man, you have your mustache. That's why. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I wasn't as remotely as jacked as I am now, so I get it. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, man. I say that your pumpkin sweater is fucking adorable. Thanks, man. It's got all the all the natural emotions. It does get me in my uh, in my fall. In my fall feels, which I love. Dude, I love football. Fall. Fall's great. Fall's great. Fall's great. What do you mean, dude? We just, it's football season. Oh, hello. I like walking outside and sweating immediately. Ooh. Nah, not for me. I like throwing on a nice sweater vest, getting a good book. I did have this written down as a question. You mentioned football season. Um. No, completely unbiased as a Texas Longhorn fan. I, I know very few. Jerem is on a high horse because he's obviously a huge Philly sports fan, and the Eagles are fucking all the way back. Josh Hall is probably the biggest Carolina Panther fan I know. He's as passionate about making that money as he is about the Thurs. There's not many of us around, so it makes sense. It's true, man. Die hard. I mean, you weren't born in the stadium per se, but like you do know people that were, and like that's pretty cool. I was born in the stadium. <laughs> I'll never forget that guy, man. That was. But do unbiasedly, is there a worse quarterback in the NFL as, as bad as Baker Mayfield? Stop. You're, you're just, dude. You're just so an unbiased. OU hater. You're yeah, just I an mean. OU hater. I don't want to answer that question. Baker was nervous. Baker was super nervous. The guy's got the guy's got rumblies in his tummies, and I think he's going to get over it. I think he's going to get over it. I do. I I have faith in the guy. I I understand that when he was at OU, he was the equivalent to the devil. But now, you know, are you are what are you all of a sudden not a second chance kind of guy? I'm a I'm an aspiring broadcaster. So when I say that I give an integrity driven response to this. I want you to know I need it. I don't think there's a quarterback. I think I would take every quarterback in the NFL over Baker Mayfield. I think Sam Darnold Darnold disperses the ball on Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and truly the most attractive male on the planet, Christian McCaffrey. Baker Mayfield had Jarvis and Odell and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. He's done one overall pick. They're big up front. They couldn't win in Cleveland. They just couldn't do it. Now, Cleveland is kind of a hellhole, but he did have weapons, though. That that is, yeah. He did at one point. Their team was like he had he had plenty of offensive weapons. I will give you that for sure. I think it's Sam Darnold, and I think that Matt Corral is the guy. No, you, you're you're definitely forgetting uh, PJ. Oh, PJ Washington. Yeah, yeah. You know PJ Walker. PJ yeah, Walker. isn't he, uh, isn't he a Temple guy? He's a Temple guy. Then Matt Rule is a temple guy, and um, yeah. and he is a – is he an XFL? Yeah, he's an XFL guy. Yeah, he he's an XFL yeah, yeah. guy. He absolutely tore it up, and then now he's there, and he occasionally gets a, gets a, some time. But, dude, that guy's a star. Dude, what do you think – what do you think Matt Rule's leash is? It can't be too much longer. No, like no. He, dude, he uh, – yeah. I like him, too. I like him, too. But the NFL, it's, it's the NFL, man. It's yes. what have you done for me lately. Yeah. But I will say, if anything, of Carolina it, as a thing of sticking by their coaches in 
you know, not so hot seasons. Like Ron Rivera had a, a few before and after the Super Bowl. So, yeah. Yeah, but Ron Rivera also proved he could win in Carolina. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do. I'm a, I'm a fan of Matt Rule. I did like the uh, the LSU offensive coordinator that we picked up, but then we let him go within, like, the first two years. I forget that guy, but he was Joe Burrow's guy. The OC on the Joe Burrow team. Probably. Yeah, dude, he was, he, was a, he was a stud, but I don't know why. I don't know why we got rid of him, but I don't know. I got – it's hard to say I have faith in Carolina because like, what's, what's the point in that? Because you're, I mean, I'm a, I'm a realist. So I understand that it's going to be likely a six and 10 season, but I would like to see Baker figure it out. I mean, I need to have hope in somebody. I'm I'm tired of hoping for a draft pick. So I'm going to, I'm going to dig my feet in on, on my guy. Shout out to OU. Joe Flacco, Jacoby Brissett, Marcus Mariota is pretty bad. I don't know about that one. Maybe Jacoby Brissett did not look half bad. I don't know what he did in I'm week telling you. I'm telling but week you, one, he did bad. not look half bad. I'm taking all Marcus Mariota. And Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco shouldn't be in that category. The guy's elite. Yeah, yeah. Let's kick out the Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, don't think he's going to be in that. I'm saying I'm taking Joe Flacco over Baker. I'm I know, but you're you're saying you're 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 putting him in the worst quarterbacks that you would take. And he's not the best anymore, but he did look good this week. All right, just keep going. I, I, I tell you, a good quarterback I would take him over is Justin Fields. I would take Justin Fields. You know who's better? You know who's better than all of them? Who would legitimately be a great starting quarterback is Gardner Minshew. Yeah, fast. Yeah, oh, that's is he still in Jacksonville? Philly. No, he's in Philly. He's in Philly, yeah. Oh. He lived in a van outside of the gym. It's the coolest thing yeah. ever. That guy's dude, that he's, guy. a, he's a baller, man. He's a baller. But that's dude, that's somebody that's that's the dream is to be a well-known stud backup. Like that is the dream. Again, completely unbiased, but Cole McCoy's been in the NFL for ele- I think eleven years. And every time he gets a chance, he plays really well, but never good enough to become a starter. Mm-hmm. But he's probably made like thirty to thirty-five million dollars, never getting hurt, never yeah. playing, and yeah. having the best seats of the best games every Sunday. Absolutely, dude, having the best, yeah, yeah, without a doubt. And and you wonder, I wonder if like people like that in that position are like love the position that they're in, or do you think Colt McCoy is still like I'm going to do everything I can to beat this guy out? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You think they're they're settled on the supporting role, or you think no? I don't think you, I don't think you can be that. You can be good if you're not like trying to get to the top. I think that that's those Quarterbacks, not Gardner Minshew, because I think Gardner Minshew is like crazy competitor at heart. But I think guys like Colt McCoy or like Geno Smith, who just got the starting job, I think those guys are like, I'll take my five six million dollars to be a backup this year, and then I'll, someone else will pay me to go be a backup next year. And like Colt McCoy, for example, like is a walking legend in Austin. Geno Smith, a walking legend in Morgantown, West Virginia. And, like, they're making all this money just, like, watching really good football. Like, I'm sure that they really want to play, but, like, on the flip side, they're like, eh, like, this is Yeah. yeah. No, that, I have that same feeling. Like, it's just – How about this one? I think I just thought of our master debate question of the day. Our master debate question of the day was – our for our first episode was the age-old question. Josh, we had it all the time. You heard us argue about it all the time. YouTube nights late night drinking would you rather be a famous rock star or a famous athlete like the cream of the crop when you would go yeah that's that's super tough and like i feel like man right right now and as i am right now obviously when we answered this question in college it was different but right now it would be super super close between a country music star and a professional golfer like there's just like that's so hard to beat and country music stars i think think are, i mean like uh, they're they're def- they're making more money than a golfer i think i think well if you, um, you got to be like you got to be i feel like you got to be top tier yeah we're talking like stapleton versus scotty scheffler like yeah, i think stapleton's yeah, yeah. making more than than scotty I don't know. You look like Stapleton's like a. You look like the current goats, right? It's like Stapleton, 
don't know, like younger goats, like Luke, all that, like, you think about, like, I mean, I know Tiger Woods is an anomaly, but these career golfers, like Mickelson and all that, I mean, true. I bet yeah, you over, go, over the course, they're making more money than, like, I bet you he's making more money than, like, Kenny Chesney. Dude, how about who, the guys? Who, who, who? Ty, like, Tiger Woods over the course of his career? Tiger, obviously, but, like, yeah. Phil, like, I bet you, I mean, endorse, I feel like there's more money in endorsements in golf. Well, Phil, Phil's, Phil's live contract was like eight hundred million. Like it was so much money. I think he got like a buck forty. Dustin Johnson got like a buck sixty. Shambo got. They offered Tiger, I think, eight hundred. Eight hundred. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, it was Tiger. But like, can you imagine? That would that would have made the PGA crumble. Can you imagine just being like, nah? All right, but anyway, all right. So that's like the age-old question. I think it's splitting hairs yeah that's 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 tough i how about would you rat here's the master debate question of pencil talk pod episode number five fucking clip it graphics and everything would you rather be a backup quarterback in the nfl or the guitar player in an incredible band no one really knows your name but you're like you're at every concert you're watching you know i'm trying to think like you you probably can name four or five like all time rock and roll like guitar players, but like not in the top five. You might have heard of them if you're like a huge fan of the band, but yeah, yeah, that's that's tough. So you're not talking like Jimi Hendrix. You're talking somebody like a supporting role. Yeah, yeah. The number two. I would probably rather be a backup quarterback. Okay. Yeah, I think that that just that 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 fits a little. Yeah, like that. That's tough because. When you're when you're a you're when you're a backup quarterback, you're a hundred percent not the star. You have one role, and like you may or may not, likely may not get the chance to perform each night. A backup rock star, like you're you're on the same, like you're performing to a hundred percent every single night. On like eyes are on you. If you mess up, the whole show's ruined. So, rock star has way more pressure than a backup quarterback that's that's my yeah that's my answer so i'm going i'm going back up for sure that's a good question jack that's a good question thank you journalist whatever aspiring <laughs> what you got what do you drop what do you got hey lauren what? can i have a can i have another nip of bourbon <laughs> oh damn okay never mind what she did she say no she's about to fall asleep I'm that sounds here. like a robot. Not, not a Josh Hall problem. No. <laughs> he was about to say something bad. <laughs> uh, I'm doing this. All right, Jack, what do you say we go into a little – I got, like, six questions for Josh. I was trying to look cool on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, hit him with it, bro. All right. What's up? I got like, I got six questions. I'm going to ask them. And you, I mean, it's like rapid fire. Okay. Okay. So you can't, you can't think too, too long. Right. You ready? Yep. Number one, if you could replace. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. I, dude, this, the, the wheels are turning a little faster than the questions are being asked. I mean, hold hold on to that answer. It might be applicable. It might be applicable. If you could replace all the grass in the world with something else, what would that be? Dude, the answer that came to my head was corn. I don't know why. I think it's the, it's corn. Like, I love that little kid. But, dude, cornfields. Cornfields would be crazy. Can you imagine? Wouldn't be able to see a thing. You'd be playing every NFL game would be played in between six-foot stalks of corn. That's turf. That's different. Not all. Yeah, fair. Fair soccer would be screwed. Foot football, yeah, they would be. They would. They would have a tough time. Well, you know, okay. golf would be interesting. Very. Yeah. Very. Next question. Next question. What are your opinions on animal testing? <laughs> what are we testing them for? No, we'll we'll say. All right, we'll put it this way. What are your opinions on companies using animals to test shampoo? Not cool. Not cool. I do. I do. I do have a heart for animals, man. Not. Not cool. They don't. They. They're. They're clean enough. They lick each other. I'm thinking about monkeys. I don't know why I just said they lick each other, but monkeys lick each other, clean each other. You know, they don't need to be. 
They don't need that dove. Keep it for yourself. Gotcha. Love that. Yeah. Except, Go ahead. except the penguins, when they get the oil and they need the dawn or the ducks, and they, they put the dawn on them, that's good. We like that. So we'll, we'll put it this way. The situation is not involving animals that have been exposed to oil spills. Just straight up animals, and we're just going to test our own human products on them. Yes. Yeah, it sounds awful. I would gotcha. like to say this is an anti-oil spill podcast. Continue. We, yeah. Shout, yeah, out, shout out to uh, shout out to Exxon. We don't like BP. We're gonna get sponsored. Shout out. Yeah, love that. <laughs> All right. Love that. Three. What are your thoughts on the ozone layer? It's. I mean, it, I. I. I'm not a big uh, climate change person. I think that's that's uh, like a, a problem for my great grandchildren and not a problem for your boy. So, um, the ozone layer is you know about a, about as thick as it could be and I'm, not, I'm not i'm not worried about it gotcha love that yeah. love that if you could have a robot specialize in completing one specific type of task for you what would that robot do <laughs> i'm gonna <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna say cook my meals because i'm a okay. you know that would be that would be super nice if they would just, right. you know, have a robot to cook, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the chef, you know. I whip it up on the daily, so that would be a, that would be a weight off my chest. I'm gonna keep it clean on this family podcast. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, five, Josh, what part of the human body theoretically do you think would taste the best? The elbow tastes the best. I know that for a fact. <laughs> it's like a chicken wing. Good answer. Next. No, it's, I mean, yeah, no, it's, that's, that's tested and, and, and found. Okay. The, the elbow meat? The extra elbow skin, once it's yanked on. <laughs> okay. okay. I gotcha. Gotcha. Makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> uh, last question real quick. If you theoretically lived in an apocalyptic world and you could, only hunt like a primal being and you had to use your mouth to kill your prey what do you think you would eat the most i think i could take on an elk with my mouth you think you could stalk find and kill an elk with your mouth yeah no. enough enough it's not what oh okay hold on hold on what were you thinking so I've had this theory that when it when it comes to animals and when it comes to animal attacks, a chokehold is your only is your only hope, right? But that's like, not the question. Josh. So what what are you you're asking me with my teeth? What in this scenario do I not have arms? Like why am I hunting with my teeth? Am I a shark? All right, you can grab the animal, but you can only kill it with your mouth. Okay, okay. So it cannot be an elk, obviously, because I cannot murder it with with one bite. So probably a grizzly bear. No, man. I mean, in all honesty, you'd have your best bet standing on a rock like Castaway and diving headfirst into four feet of water and seeing if you, a fish ends up in your mouth. I like that call. Okay. Yeah, I like that. That's it. That's all you got. Oh, I like got that. no hands? What am I supposed to do? Like that, I mean, that, that's, that's the question. That's what you got to think about. That is a question. <laughs> Snake would be good too. You could kill a snake with your hands and, and with the mouth, but hmm. <laughs> that's all I got. I, that's what I thought of today. Man, that's a, now I'm thinking of more. Penguin would be good. That's yeah, a dumb would, question. If you could play golf, that's a crazy question. Uh, crazy. Would you? And I, yeah, I, <laughs> I wanted to make a bad joke, but I didn't. If you could play golf with anyone in the world, who would you play with? Dude, right, I don't know, right right, right now, probably Cam Smith. I would love to play golf with the Australian mullet-loving stud because then we could talk about golf, all that good stuff, but then he could give me the inside scoop on what the heck is going on with all this live stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> He'd give me the inside. So that's, that's, my, that's my answer, Cam, for sure. Good pick. I would pick this someone not in golf. Yeah, I picked up Winston Churchill. Wait, what? I thought it was a golfer. 
I said to play golf with. You didn't have to be a golfer. Oh, well, that's the same question as like somebody to have dinner with. Yeah, but it's golf. Is it dead or alive? And, uh, Germs Winston Churchill answer was perfect. He's dead. <laughs> Bebop boop dead. Man. Would you go cam cam? Is he pretending like he's frozen? <laughs> Dude, I love it. <laughs> I, 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 I had back a little bit. That was good. That was good. <laughs> that was great. I was glad you couldn't see the fan moving. That would have been bad. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't have a, I don't have a good answer for the golf one. Matthew McConaughey. Go ahead, Jack. Sorry. No, no, just say Matthew McConaughey. It's my answer. I answer my Play golf with, not sleep with, Jack. I can do both. Nice. <laughs> Josh, yeah. what's one conspiracy that you think is the most realistic of any conspiracy? Most realistic? Probably the Denver airport. Wait, tell me that. I've heard about that. I don't know the whole I don't know the full picture there. Tell me that. I mean the conspiracy, and I'm gonna butcher this, but the conspiracy is that there was like a multi-million dollar, hundred million dollar project that went into building underground tunnels that were gonna serve as like luggage transportation or some sort of whatever it was gonna facilitate with the airport. And then all of a sudden, hundred million dollars in, then they stopped after tunnels are already built. Or whatever. So the conspiracy is that serves some sort of purpose. And that purpose obviously turns out to be like the elitist of of the world who everybody who's running the country meets under there. But my theory just something happens under there. Like there's just there's there's no doubt. No doubt. I'm gonna look into that. Have you I've also what about the Denver? The Denver airport is like a bunch of tents. It looks like a bunch of teepees. It's crazy looking. Yeah, dude. I think, yeah, there's some weird stuff. And then also there's some weird stuff with the Pope. The um, the Vatican is like all decked out in a bunch of sketchy stuff. That's a good one. And then... Um, what do they say about the Vatican? Dude, if you look, there's like pictures of uh, like sculptures inside the Vatican. And it's like sculptures that are supposed to be Jesus, but it looks like a bunch of like serpents heads and like it's like it's like weird stuff like that like it's it's like mm. dude nothing ever religious has ever happened with the vatican that seems like the cleanest thing right so <laughs> the best thing that ever happened to the vatican was when a cold german stepped in it in 2019 as facts <laughs> yo you should have taken a piss mark your territory there i did <laughs> with those glasses on you can do whatever the fuck you want 2019 I walked in with these glasses and the Pope gave me his crown and started kissing my feet I thought it was washed his feet <laughs> oh <my laughs> do you what think if you wore those glasses <laughs> it's like some D.B. Cooper type shit Dude, I honestly, so I bought these for like 10 bucks and they came with like little things on the side and I was like, ah, they're kind of weird so they come off. And I put them on and I was like, Emily, these are like, these are kind of sick, right? It looks like you would get a really weird sunburn if you (laughs) wore that without a hat. I want to hear what Emily said because I bet it was really funny. She, she didn't even waste her breath. She gave me one of the dirtiest looks I've ever witnessed in my life. (laughs) Shut up. Oh man. So what's the what's the what's the schedule from here on out? That's a good probably question. just a lot of money. Yeah. yeah, when do we just sit around and count bills? I bought I, think right after- the, I bought one of those narcos paper counter type things. So or like money counters. Yeah, I definitely want to get a money gun. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Oh. Kind of but it only day. like it only the caliber bullet it shoots is only Benjamin's. Right, exactly. 
like it only shoots a hundred. I think moving forward, man, I think this looks like uh, you join jumping on and then we conduct these interviews, obviously in a very professional way. I think between the three of us um, incorporating our networks, I think like finding people that are still chasing it is kind of like our, like on par with our brand, like what we're trying to do. So like bring on like a Jackson Coar and we'll really throw them through the journalistic, you know, Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> Love that. We're really with like the hard hitting questions that like he probably doesn't get on ESPN. Guys that are really just trying to make like their dreams come true. Wait, well, yeah, that sounds that sounds great. I I feel like I feel like my my golden spot is just to hit people with the hard questions. You know, that's yeah, that's so what that's what we want to know. I think, yeah, yeah, I think it's perfect. I think it's perfect. I think you keep people, hey, man, you got to play this life on your heels. You can't be on your toes, man. This is reaction. That's right. And every action. Life has one speed. Well, yeah, man. I think uh, think we'll just start stockpiling guests, and we'll fucking rock this thing, the three of us, like we always did. Who's got the squad room set? Oh. Do you have it? I don't have it. Hmm. We'll find it. I do. Uh... That boy thick. Hey, with your yeah, oh. Yes, sir. Hey. This is mine. <laughs> Wait, she made you hide it in the closet? Yeah, Lauren does not like it one bit. But shout out the better than baseball fantasy football championship. Your reigning champion, Josh Hall, is hot. Not actually, not not this year. I'm own too. It is a horrible start to the season, but you know, I'm sticking with my guys. I'm just going to coach them up. The next time we rock a pot, I hope that is in the background. I don't feel like a picture of your face on the bottom piece. All right, Jack, you want to take us out, brother? Man, uh, it's been a pleasure introducing our, our new fellow host and uh, excited to rock this thing and really, uh, Help grow the damn brand. Spirit Air coming for you. Iconderoga. I don't really know what you're dragging your feet on, but Cookout Boys, take us out. Shout out to Spirit. Ooh.